Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at viking.com. Today on Watching Your Wealth, if your loved one is kidnapped, how to negotiate for their safe return. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth, while you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. Chris Boss is founder of the Black Swan Group and author of Never Split the Difference. He currently teaches negotiation to MBAs, and prior to 2008, he was the lead international kidnapping negotiator for the FBI. Welcome, Chris. Thank you, Veronica. Happy to be here. You've kidnapped me. (laughs) How sweet of you. Thank you so much. Great to have you. So, Chris, first I want to ask you about your work as a kidnapping negotiator. Share with us a typical situation you'd be called into. Well, typically, you know, it'd be a Sunday afternoon and a wife would walk into the living room and look at her husband and say, I want you to go shopping today instead of going watching the game. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Um, you want an actual answer? Yeah, yeah, an actual answer now that we've had some fun. <laughs> well, we're still going to have fun, but I'll actually answer your question, all right? Okay. All right, you know, so t- typical kidnapping is uh, somebody uh, in uh, American in the third world, uh, wrong place, wrong time. Uh, and it's it's not the Exxon businessman. It's not the oil company executive. It's uh, because, you know, those guys have a lot of security. They're hard targets. Yep. Um, and um, most people that work overseas, whether they know it or not, the company's covering them by kidnap insurance, and if the company isn't, then that company is negligent. Um, but so, and the kidnappers have come to learn this. This is a market. There's a market for everything, and this is a commodities business. The horrific uh, reality of this is the kidnapper is a businessman. So uh, they know if they grab a mechanic, they grab the helicopter mechanic that uh, drinks in a bar where the local women are because they dig an American with a good job. Um, they'll grab that guy. Wrong time, wrong place, little hanging fruit. Wow. And uh, the family will find out, and they won't know where to turn. And uh, they, they, get, they get somebody like me to help them out, and, and I get them through the darkest hour. I get their loved one out. Oh, my goodness. What a nightmare. Is it also often kids? Is that a bigger risk rather than adults? Uh, no. Um, and and, and with very few, with very rare exceptions, because kidnappers are in a business, right? Again, uh, to understand this and why this and why does my negotiation skill apply to business negotiation um, is because kidnappers are commodities dealers. It's horrible for us, for them, it's a business. A child is more difficult of a commodity to hang on to than an adult is. An adult will do what you tell them to do. An adult understands uh, that if they if they if they shut up and follow directions, they're probably going to get through it. A child is more labor intensive is is more difficult to hang on to it's uh it's uh you know the ransom of red chief you know my child is such a problem that the kidnappers are going to ask me to take him back you know who knows what happens yeah, there I see what you're saying so what safety advice do you have for us because a fair amount of the wealthy are traveling overseas maybe to some countries that may not be the safest all you have to do is be slightly unpredictable here's the problem with american business men and women we're punctual <laughs> when we're punctual, it makes us predictable. All you got to do is start vary your your schedule 
by 15 minutes, one way or the other, early or late, uh, vary your route by a block or two. As soon as you get out of habits, as soon as you're not punctual, you are no longer predictable, and you're going to make it tougher for them to wait for you at the X. They're going to have, there's going to be a designated place that they're going to want to grab you. That's called the X. I see. If they can't catch you on the X, they will simply wait another day. Now, if you find yourself on the X at the bad moment, uh, or even if you're afraid you're on the X, paranoia is a great survival device overseas. If you're worried, get out of there. Kidnappers do not chase people. They will wait oh, till they can get you no. another day. So get on your horse, get on your feet, bail out of that cab, do whatever you got to do to get out of there, and that you have just increases your chances of getting away immeasurably. That's a great tip. What about also if you're on vacation, not doing a business schedule? Is it similar advice? Get maybe get uh, kidnapping insurance if you don't have that, or. Yeah, you can, you can get kidnapping insurance, but just, again, just, just become, don't be predictable. Yeah. I mean, you can be on vacation, but if you go on a tour, you're, you're, you're putting yourself in a predictable location. Um, and again, you know, paranoia is a great device. If you're someplace where you think somebody's watching you, uh, because they're going to lock on you. Uh, you you're going to, they will lock on you. And if you're the least bit uh, aware of your surroundings... And they have to close the gap between you and them. It's no different than a pickpocket. Uh, pick, a pickpocket just steals you instead of just your wallet. So if you're conscious of pickpockets and you're conscious of letting people who are dangerous get too close to you, you're probably going to be all right. Are you also of the school to keep off social media? Don't be you know, tweeting about where you are or putting it on your Instagram or whatever social media you use. Just keep a low profile until you get back about your trip or do you agree with that advice? I've heard you that know, a few times. That's not that's not bad advice. Um, actually, a lot a lot of what that more pertains to is if somebody wants to uh, do a, a fake kidnapping of you. Um, if you've been tweeting that you're going to go party in Tijuana, um, what they someone might try to do is if if for some some kind of reason they find you know they discover that you may have been out partying too late and you're, and you're hungover and you're not answering your phone in your hotel room, they may call your family to try and convince them oh, that you've been kidnapped. And, you know, we call these, these uh, pseudo-kidnappings, these fake kidnappings. Oh, that may give somebody an opportunity to try to fool your family into the, that they've grabbed you. Try to get their money from, yep. Um, what mistakes do you see families making when negotiating for a loved one, that horrible position they might be in? Well, um, uh, it's okay to be afraid. Uh, so don't be afraid to be afraid, if, if you will. That actually defeats it. Uh, but then the next thing is, you know, not being sure. You need to be sure of two things. You need to be sure that they actually have your loved one. And then you need to be sure they're actually going to let them go. Mm. Um, and and, and, you, and how, do you, how are you sure? You ask. It, that sounds really dumb. You ask them directly, yeah. But you ask, and then the the natural question is, look, if I if if I don't know that you're going to let them go, how am I supposed to pay? Um, they're they're in a commodities business. They want the, your money. They don't want your loved one. They want the money, and you then change. It's not that you're resisting paying; it's that you're only going to pay if you're going to get what you pay for. And that that the mistake is people will pay without knowing for sure that they're going to get a release. And we've, there's been a rash of 
fake kidnappings across the United States. Uh, a friend of mine was actually a victim, victimized by this, where they claimed to have her daughter, and they didn't. Wow. And they had a young lady come on the phone and pretend to be her daughter, and she was oh, horrified, so she really could tell the difference. Yeah. But if she had just focused on, okay, I'll pay, I just need to know for sure how she's going to be released, that would have bought enough time for her to understand that it was a fake call. I see, I see. Let's shift gears for a second and, and talk about a more common scenario, and talk because I know you're a negotiation ass experts. So let's go back to the lighter topic. So we're likely to find ourselves negotiating for a job or a raise or a vacation home. What tips do you have for us in those negotiations? You know, and, and Veronica, if you'll let me, I want to, I want to draw a little bit of a distinction because I think I'm a, I'm a, I'm uh, I think I'm a great negotiation coach. Okay. And I'll draw an analogy to Phil Jackson, if I can be so uh, audacious to do so. Because Phil oh, Jackson, yeah. when he played basketball, he didn't even start. He played for the New York Knicks. He was a sixth man, but he wasn't even good enough to be a starter. He never made the all-star team as a player. But he may be, you know, he's, if he's not the greatest coach in the NBA, in the history of the NBA, he's certainly in the top four. So I, you know, there are a lot of people out there that are probably better negotiators than me. I could, because I'm a great negotiation coach, I can help them get better, regardless of what their skill set. The same way that Michael Jordan didn't win a single NBA championship without Phil Jackson. Kobe Bryant won all his NBA championships with Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson was nowhere near as good a player as either of those guys, but he brought them championships. So, all right, so get back to your original question. Um, the first thing is not letting the other side go go first, and uh, um, and and finding out. You know, a great phrase that I recently heard the CEO of Blackstone, an interview of his his was recently uh, published, and he talks about finding the overlap in our interests. Well, you know, let the other side go first to find the overlap, and a lot of people want to go first. They want to be understood before they understand. You know, Covey's advice was seek to understand before being understood. Yep. And so you let the other side go first and discover the overlap and make great deals. I like that. That's great advice. One last question about kidnapping. I, I, I just occurred, occurred to me. I'm wondering, geopolitically, the world seems a lot more unstable these days. Is there more of a risk of kidnapping now? Um, kidnap, it, it depends upon the country and um, – you know, for for a while, Baghdad was the kidnapping capital of the world, 2004 time frame. Mexico has always had a very strong kidnapping industry, if you will. Um, you know, kidnappings in Baghdad are much lower now because the situation has changed dramatically. Kidnap for ransom capital of the world in 2004 was Baghdad. Not so much these days. So it kind of depends upon where you are. And the, the danger zones always go back and forth between random homicides and kidnappings. Like, you're more likely to get shot by a stray bullet in some of the border towns between the U.S. and Mexico than you are to get kidnapped. Yikes. So, you know, it's, it's what's the danger. And the volatility of the world is magnified to us by the media. So, I, you know, I, uh, I look through the, the media lens with caution before I make up my mind about something. Makes sense. Thanks, Chris. Would you stick around and take our fun negotiation quiz? <laughs> You're trying to get me to say yes. <laughs> I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah. we're negotiating. <laughs> uh, I'll be happy to. Great. 
WSJ Special Access gives you a front row seat to some of the Wall Street Journal's most exciting content, like The Quirkier Side of Life, a new series that features the fun, surprising stories our reporters come across. The chief executive walks 10,000 barefoot steps every day. He recalls stepping on a bee, which put him off earthing for a couple of days, but he got back to it. Check out The Quirkier Side of Life on WSJ Special Access, only for WSJ subscribers. Love tech? Dig gadgets? Then make tech news briefing from The Wall Street Journal a part of your day. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. This is Watching Your Wealth from The Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. Welcome back to Watching Your Wealth. Now it's time for negotiation expert Chris Voss to take our fun negotiation quiz. Chris, you ready? Let's do it. All right. What's the best negotiation advice you ever heard? Um, use an effective pause. Nice. Worst negotiation advice you ever heard? Get the other side to say yes. Hmm. Fill in the blank. Negotiation can buy? Prosperity. Negotiation can't buy? Um, world peace. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if you want a million dollars after tax, what would you negotiate for? Uh, a great investment. Um, uh, an office next to Warren Buffett. There you go. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for joining us, Chris. Uh, it's been my pleasure, Veronica. Thanks for having me on. Anytime. And if you have a personal finance question you'd like us to answer, email us at podcast at dowjones.com. This has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of The Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. Become a subscriber on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and now look for us on the Google Play Music app on Android devices.